What's happening, everybody? I'm Nolan Tuck. Stacy Glover. And you are listening to Cinema Parlor. Stacy, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. You know, uh, just living that summer life. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? Yeah, about the same. Um, I'm a little delirious today. I've just been, uh, I've been drinking a lot of the afternoon. Sounds like a nice day. It's been like the first day that I've had where I've not had to do anything. Count it, man. That's gotta feel good. Yep. Well, what are you drinking? Um, um, what what's 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 gonna keep that high going? Well, I've been drinking a lot of bourbon. Uh, our friend Cody gave me a Elijah Craig. I think it was like an anniversary bottle. He gave me a little mm-hmm. bit of that. So I'm I'm drinking some of that right now. Just some some nice bourbon. Very nice. I'm gonna have to try a sip of that. Yeah, it's really Not good. Like, the one you're drinking it right sure. now, but like just Cooties. out of the bottle, exactly. I've been uh, been liking some bourbon lately, so that sounds good. That's a good life to lead. Yeah, uh, I'm just kind of drinking cheap. It seems tonight. I've got a tall boy of Miller High Life and a smaller uh, Miller Light uh, to get me through the night here. If we had foresight, we should have got like sake or like uh, was it Sparrows or mm, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of, what are we talking about today? We are talking about some Godzilla, uh, particularly uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster from 1964, or Ghidra, if you uh, watch the American cut. And uh, we both watched the new Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And uh, we, we'll we talk a little bit about that. We don't want to get into spoilers since it's so new. Not that there's much to spoil, but, you know. Just give our probably thoughts. and Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, before we start on that, what have you been uh, what have you been up to, man, as far as uh, entertainment-wise? Ooh, well, so, as you know, the last couple months have been an odyssey of just watching Godzilla films, and this has been kind of the culmination of that, uh, forcing you to watch some Godzilla films, and, you know, watching the new one. Um, let's see, I did watch Triple Threat. It is a film from this year, earlier this year. I, it got like a little, it had a small theatrical release. I know it played at the Alamo that we have here uh, for one night. Uh, I, I saw that critics like gave it reviews and such. So it was actually in theaters. Uh, I think some critics gave it like decent reviews. Uh, I thought it was pretty average. It, it's kind of like the Expendables for, uh, you know, martial arts. Okay. It's got uh, Tony Jaa, uh, Iku Karayas, you know, from The Raid. Uh, it's got, uh, what's that, Tiger Lee or Tiger Chin. Uh, it's the guy who, uh, he works with uh, Keanu Reeves, and he did, I think he is the um, protege of, was it Jung Ping? I'm butchering all these names. It's the guy who does the wire work for, like, Matrix and Crouching Tiger. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do, know. Um, so that dude's kind of famous now. Uh, it's got Scott Adkins. Tiger Hu Shin. Yeah. Uh, it's got Scott Adkins, who is in a bunch of like direct-to-video MMA films. Uh, Michael J. White's in it, and um, it's a fun movie. It kind of reminded me structurally less of um, a martial arts film from now, and more so like a uh, like an action film from like the '80s or '90s, kind of like a direct-to-video thing, like just a step below like a Jean-Claude Van Damme type movie, and. Um, it, it was fine. It, it really, the biggest problem with it is there's no style to it. 
which a lot of martial arts films now, especially the ones that kind of catch on with critics and stuff, like, you know, the raids and, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature, like, they have a lot of style. They're they're well done, you know, the set pieces, and there's, like, actual, you know, color and mood and, you know, ambiance and such. And this film didn't have any of that. Like, it, it was just kind of straight-up fight scenes. There was a lot of bullshit between the fight scenes. And, and, you know, the fights are fine, but it's none of those actors' best work that's been on screen. Okay. So, you, you know, it, it's okay. It, if you're just looking for just a straight-up action movie to, you know, watch for an hour and a half, this suffices. But all of these actors have been in better things. Okay. That's fair enough. I have not seen it. I don't know if I will, but... Yeah. You know, if I... I don't know. You know, you, you, know. you should watch uh, Night Comes For Us. Eco's in that. That movie is pretty okay. awesome from last year. Very good. Uh, what else, man? Um, to to my mind, that that's all that comes up. I've been playing a lot of baseball, listening to some podcasts, you know, playing, playing D&D, just uh, the huge. All right. Uh, I, I've got a couple things, not a lot here as well. Um... The first one I'll mention, I got to uh, last weekend watch Booksmart, the new film from Olivia Wilde. I greatly enjoyed it, and uh, I would highly recommend seeking seeking it out before it leaves uh, theaters, because I don't think it's done very well, sadly, but um, a very, very good comedy, coming-of-age film, kind of a, you know, a uh, couple girls into high school, they're, you know, they've their whole lives through high school they've just been you know all into academics and have not uh, had uh, a lot of time to just let loose and party and then they find out that everyone else in there it's kind of you know it's a funny little joke everyone else that they went to school with uh all did the same thing except they all partied and they're all and all of their friends are still getting into high major colleges mm. and it's just you know funny thing so uh, they graduate and they decide like we're gonna have a night of, of partying and fun before we head off to college. Debauchery. Just yes, and uh, it's just just a fun, uh, fun movie of just a night of of, uh, you know, tomfoolery. You said it didn't do well. Um, did it get a wide release? It did. Yep. Um, it it got a wide release from Anna uh, Purina, I think. Yeah. That's the the company. Um. It's kind of been a, a little bit of discussion in the last week or so, just kind of the marketing on it and why hasn't it done well? Why hasn't it, you know, I guess hit the youth um, kind of like some other comedies have, like something like Superbad or something. Uh-huh. But because, you know, it, but uh, I don't really have the answers. All I know is uh, it's a very good movie and I'm, I'm kind of, it's a bummer that it hasn't done better, but um you sh- I think it will become a movie that will be a big-time cult hit, I'm sure, in, in the coming years. I've heard good things um, about I, it. I want to watch it. I thought it was quite funny and, and really liked it. Awesome. So I, 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 have, I give the recommendation anyway on that. Nice. So, and then the other uh, thing I'll talk about, also a newer film I watched, uh, is called The Perfection. And this is a new Netflix film. And this was a very uh, bad movie. Oh. Um, this... Uh, is a uh, kind of a trashy ex- exploitative film here that stars uh, Allison Williams. Um, people might know her from Get Out. Uh, also stars Logan Browning. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have a lot of good things to say about this movie other than um, it goes in some weird places. 
Um, when you say exploitation, is it like a grindhouse, like a gore movie, or is it like uh, like there, nudie? There are there are um, gore parts. I would say um, the end of the movie, especially, tries to um, actually have some weird uh, uh, emulation with like Jodorowsky. Um, weird, uh, but not in a not in a good way. Like, um, okay. I will also say like. You know, there's a point in a in in the film where one of the characters uh, has to chop her own arm off because of a situation that happens. Um, it, it's just not well done at all. Um, mm. Without talking about it, I know you haven't seen it. I don't. You know, it's, I probably it's, won't. It's it didn't newer. Get the uh, known stamp of approval. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Li- I didn't. Li- I did not like it at all. It's. It was. I'll give it this much. It was entertaining. It's just. It's just a bad movie. So, you know, <laughs> take that for what it is. So, yeah. All right. So, other than that, uh, just, you know, watched a few Godzilla films, watched a few comedies, uh, rewatched like, Old School and Wedding Crashers on Netflix. <coughs> Always fun times. So, you know. Yeah, those are good movies. I haven't watched Wedding Crashers in a long time, but I, I really like that film. It still makes me laugh. It's, um, it's, it's interesting to watch it in this now, um, uh, just a lot of the uh, it's very un-PC I'll put it that way I feel like that's all comedies yeah, from like the 2000s a lot of a lot of ways for sure um, definitely I'll, like over the last 5 to 10 years yeah like things that would fly would not fly now right there's a particular character that is very troubling Is it's like the only gay character in the film Todd Todd yeah and it, <laughs> you watch it and it's just like he is just an awful human but also like he's like rapey and Mm -hmm. like it just it puts in a bad light yeah as being the only gay character in your film just things like that to think about a little bit but it still makes me laugh so i mean Uh you know oh dude something that uh (laughs) from uh triple threat so uh tony jaw defeats one of the bad guys Mm -hmm. and he goes talk 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 no more talk. <laughs> and I laughed really hard. <laughs> Very nice. Like, what? <laughs> why is that in the movie? Tony loved him some, you know... Some Billy. Billy Madison. Yeah. That's what I think it is. <laughs> Very good. Yep. I like that right there. <laughs> All right. Well, I got nothing else, so... Yeah, what are you, what are you drinking? Well, I told you this earlier. Oh, you, did you? You know, Miller High Life. Oh, you got High Life in the... High Life Big Boy right here. All right. Didn't know if you said or not. That shows you how much you cared about what I was drinking earlier. Oh, well, listen. <laughs> you want to get into some Godzilla? All right, let's do it. All right, so I'm curious because I'm a big Godzilla fan. Yes. What? It, just the idea that I think Godzilla is probably one of the most recognizable pop culture icons in the world. I, I think he's up there with Mickey Mouse. If you show a kid an image of Godzilla, they're going to know what that is without seeing, you know, a movie mm-hmm. or whatnot. What, when do you think was the first time you were aware of Godzilla as a thing? Uh, it would have been, uh, was it Godzilla 2000? Was that the, or was it 99? What The Godzilla that came out when we were... Um, the Matthew Broderick one. What's the name of that? The 98. One? 98. It's just Godzilla. Just Godzilla, I'm sorry. Wait, so you had no awareness for Godzilla before that movie? I'm not that I'm aware of. Like that, that would have been my introduction. Not even like a uh like it just wasn't on the zeitgeist for you. No. 
Yeah, that that would have been it. Man, and that's I remember, bizarre to me. I believe I watched it at the drive-in at the, our hometown of Lamar, Missouri. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that, yeah, that was my... So you first, never, like, yeah. never caught a glimpse on cable, never... If I had, I, I don't Like, never recall. understood, like, references yeah. from things, like no. The Simpsons or whatever? Yeah. That would have been it. Man. Right there. <laughs> that blows my mind. It was a bad so, start, like, too. My, uh, yeah, my, what was this, years ago, my niece, she would have been, oh, probably four or five at the time, she was, like, stomping around, and she was just like, oh, Godzilla, and I just thought that was interesting, because they've never seen, like, those kids have never been exposed to any of those films, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, I understand, like, your upbringing was different than mine, sure. but... You know, you could turn on any cable channel, and there was probably a Godzilla movie on at least once a week. You know, mm-hmm. it was constantly on television. Uh, pop culture references were aplenty. Um, man, you didn't even see, like, a VHS cover at, like, any of the stores? And, you know, maybe I could have. I yeah. just, I don't recall it being... Godzilla 85? Something that major in my life that I the Hanna-Barbera yeah. cartoon Godzilla I didn't watch in it. the 60s yeah you watched all sorts of Hanna-Barbera I watched Dastardly and Muttley I know <laughs> man I'm sorry this blows my mind yeah anyways I just thought that was interesting that like I think it's like something like it that's ingrained in our DNA that like we just you just know certain things like what they are I bet like if you showed Mickey Mouse to a kid they would mm-hmm. just know what it is without any reference yeah um you know, like King Kong. Everybody knows King Kong falls off the Empire State Building. Most people probably haven't seen, you know, any of the movies. Sure. Um, I know, like, the you know, they've made tons of money and stuff, and they're very popular. But, you know, you could show that image to somebody, and they would know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel the same about Godzilla. I mean, he's got to be up there with, you know, like I said, uh, Mickey Mouse, you know, Superman, mm-hmm. Batman, Spider-Man, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, if I would have saw him as a young Earth. I thought about it as a younger age, I would have probably just said he was a dinosaur just because I remember, you know, I did watch like Land Before Time movies. I remember uh-huh. that. Um, I'm, I'm sure, I, you know, yeah, I, I just don't recall having much of an experience with him before that. So movie. You, you say your first experience was the 98 film, um, the American one. Did you, were you pumped about that? Did you, you said you saw it at the drive-in? Yeah, I was actually more pumped about the soundtrack than I was the movie. Um, P. Diddy and Wallflowers? Yes. Yeah, uh, I had a cousin who uh, had the album, and uh, we listened to that a lot. Uh-huh. A lot. <laughs> so yeah, we had Wallflowers on there. Yeah, uh, Puff Daddy, you know, what he was known known at the time as. Um, what else was, oh man, there were a lot of... Green Day, I think, had a song. Uh, on yeah, it was it um, mm-hmm. that song off Nimrod? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. The yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. On my own, here we go. Yeah, burn burn. Burn. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, some others. Uh, yeah, so I remember, you know, I, seeing the movie. I I wasn't much of a movie buff back then, you would say at uh-huh. all. So I'm sure I enjoyed it for what it was when I was a kid. Yeah, um, but it's nothing that had a lasting impact on me. I'll put it that way. So, after that, do you recall, like, what was your exposure to Japanese Godzilla? Was it, you know, meeting me, hanging out with me, or was it, uh, like, Criterion putting out Godzilla? It was hanging out with you, uh, because, uh, we, when we were, I'd say, early college, um, I think you either gave me or lent me, uh, the DVD you had of 
the original Godzilla. And I can't remember if we watched it together first or if you just lent it to me and said watch it. Either way, I watched it and I really quite enjoyed it. Um, that would have been my first exposure to that. And, you know, since it has came out on a, on a nice Blu-ray, which I own, uh, you own as well. Um, very, very nice package and everything. But yeah, that would have been, you know, early 20s probably, I'm, I'm guessing, or you know, when you uh, said you should watch this. So, yeah. Now, I know you've seen, like, other films in the series as, like, probably just passing or, you know, me pushing it on you. Right. Just, um, just any gonna, stand out to you? Just a couple here and there. I mean, I I love, uh, you know, we can talk about this later. I, you know, the original is is excellent. I also love the 2014 film, of the uh, just Godzilla, which... Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards' film, which I think is uh, fantastic. Uh, kind of underrated. Yeah. Um, it, I think it was in my top ten that year it came out. I, I really think that film is quite good. Uh, other than that, like, I'm trying to remember. I, I'm not good at the names. I know me. you've showed me a couple uh, yeah, others. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know we watched Godzilla vs. Hedra. Um, I think yeah. I, I sold it to you as, like, this would be a great double feature with House. Yeah. Uh, the, the Japanese House. Yeah, from and, I, and I, uh, I did like that movie. Yeah, that it, that's fun. a bizarre, you know, uh, uh, acid-drenched film. Yep. Yeah. Now, the other day we watched... Um, Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah, Final that Wars. That movie was really that, bad. That was pretty bad. Um, it's from the guy who did Versus. Right. Uh it had, you know, I won't say it was not, like, entertaining at parts. It's just, it was not very well made, not a very well made movie. Sure. Um, was not my favorite thing, but... No, the monsters were definitely not the focus in the film. It sure. was bad sure. Matrix action. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, definitely had some Matrix influence. Well, so let's talk about the genesis of the big guy. Yeah. Uh, 1954, um... You know, they, they're commissioned to make this movie based off of, um, you know, the, the, there's the Lucky Dragon incident, which is the boat that, uh, uh, gets, um, exposed to, I think like H-bomb fallout mm -hmm. or whatnot. And like all the, you know, fishermen and stuff get sick and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're fascinated with that. The movie, you know, kind of falls along with that. But also, um, Beast of 20,000 Fathom, Fathoms, bleh, huh. uh, Ray Harryhausen film. It's, uh, it might be his first feature film um, after working on Mighty Joe Young. I believe that's 1953. And that movie kind of starts the, uh, the American B-movie uh, atomic age monster craze. Mm -hmm. Uh, most American horror films during the 50s were all based around this uh, nuclear fear that was brought on by, you know, the Cold War. Uh, we were more afraid of, you know, the the devastation of atomic power more so than the gothic horror that we had the two decades before. So this, uh, this story inspired by Ray Bradbury, uh, it's about a dinosaur that's lost in the Arctic comes and invades, I believe, New York and destroys the city and, you know, gets pushed back by humanity. And they were super impressed with it over in Japan, uh, the fact that it made so much money. And Toho commissioned uh, Ashiro Hondo, who was uh, one of their studio, you know, players, mm -hmm. one of the mainstays, and also uh, producer uh, Tomiyoki Tanaka, um, they form a band which is later going to be known as the Golden Four mm -hmm. in Toho films. Uh, it's Akira 
Afikobi, which he does the scores. Uh, Ashiro Hondo, who directs many of the monster films for Toho. Um, Yaija, I might have that first name wrong, uh, Soberaya, uh, he's their special effects uh, person. And uh, Tomiyoki uh, Tanaka, who he's uh, the producer of all these monster films, and all of them, you know, go on to great success. So they're commissioned to make this, uh, you know, monster movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just supposed to be like a, a beast from 20,000 Fathoms, you know, King Kong ripoff. And what it is, it, it becomes something so much more. It's this beautiful, you know, nuclear horror film that's just a warning to mankind about you know the dangers of atomic power um i i just think it's wonderful if you haven't seen the japanese version you know gojira you should definitely watch it Mm -hmm. uh it's been made available it it hadn't been available in america until well probably the last what 10 15 years Mm -hmm. um but now it's readily available through you know criterion and streaming and such uh what, what are your thoughts on just this initial film Oh, it's it's great. I mean, obviously, there's with with this movie. Like, I feel like as the series goes, it becomes less and less serious. Yes, that is true, and and almost to a, a fault at times. But like this first movie, I mean, it, it's it, it's impactful not only like in the creature and the in the in the designs and creations, but. Um, you know, socially, it's yeah, it's it's a very impactful film um, on you know what Japan is going through at this time. Um, I I find it a very intelligent film, and and it's it I I think it's quite impressive in its monster design still to this day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, you are absolutely right. Uh, so in the Showa era, which is the initial um, you know era for those monster films, which spans until seventy five. Uh, Godzilla does go from being this uh, atomic warning, this horror, um, this, you know, force of nature, destroyer of man, um, nature's reckoning, to this friendly, um, which, you know, the movie that we're going to discuss today in detail, uh, this is the movie that he flips. He, uh, mm-hmm. They start selling this to kids. You know, it becomes very popular. And the movies get weirder as they go along. Like we, we said, you know, with Godzilla versus Hedra, um, even acid trippy, just bizarre, mm-hmm. you know, uh, comedy, uh, kids films, it, it's all over the place. Uh, the, the eighties see a resurgence in Godzilla films. Uh, that's the Hesse era. So from that you have, um, 84 up until 95. Uh, that series is a little bit more serious. Uh, it's also known as the versus series. Because every movie after Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1985, if you were in America and got to see it with Raymond Burr, uh, all those movies involve Godzilla fighting another monster. Mm-hmm. And it's the titles are always Godzilla versus blank. Okay. Um, and that ends in 95 in dramatic fashion. And TriStar, I believe, and Sony, they make uh, Godzilla 98, the American one, that mm-hmm. you were so pumped about the soundtrack. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't do too well here. Like, it does okay. People shit on that movie. But, like, money-wise, it did it, it did fine. It didn't do gangbusters. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was fine. Uh, so, Toho sees that, like... America kind of failed doing their Godzilla, so they reboot the series again, which is known as the Millennium Series, which goes from 1999 with Godzilla 2000 up until uh, Final Wars, which is 2004. 
And at that point, the series is on a permanent hiatus from Toho until America brings it back in 2014 with Gareth Edwards' Godzilla, which you mentioned. And then Toho brings it back in 2016 with Shin Godzilla, which is, it's a fantastic film that tries to match the tone of the original film. Uh, It's directed by the guy who does the Neon uh, Evangelion films. So if uh, if you like that serious Godzilla, you know you should seek this film out. I think critics loved it when it came out. It did pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it's it's one uh, that I have not yet watched, but I I would like to. Yeah, and it I think it's like one of Japan's like highest grossing Godzilla films mm-hmm. too. And uh, now today we've got a you know a new American Godzilla mm-hmm. film. We got one coming out next year, and then I believe next year Toho's restarting their series. And they're going to do their own version of the MonsterVerse, which from the sounds of it sounds like a rebooting of the Showa era where your monsters are going to get their own movies and, you know, come together with Godzilla. So, you know, the big guy's not going anywhere. He's been here for, you know, half a century. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, keeps, you know, keeps making money. Why not? And it's, you know, monsters are something that will always interest people to see on screen yeah for sure yeah and it definitely like connects with like the childlike aspect that's in all of us that you know the wonder of just seeing something big Mm -hmm. that you know is out of man's control just stomp the shit out of you know a city or another Mm -hmm. monster yeah um now let me ask real quick on on you uh yeah you asked me what what uh what are what are your favorites uh here as as you've talked over these movies. My favorite Godzilla films? Yes. Okay. Uh, we know, obviously, I know you well, love the first one, but yes. I'm just curious. Um, the first one is my absolute favorite. I I cry every time I watch that movie. I think it's a beautiful, lyrical work of art. And I think it is up there, as far as like Japanese filmmakers go, I think that film is up there with the best of like Kurosawa's work from the time. Um, after that, I really like Mothra vs. Godzilla. I think you've seen most of that film, if not all of it. That's right. Um, that's also a Shiro Hondo. Yeah, if I believe uh, that was also pretty fun. Now, I have I have not seen the original Mothra, which is one I would really like to see. That is getting a release later this year, which maybe we'll talk about it. I think it's one of the best fantasy films from that time, just period. Mm-hmm. It... Uh, Man, colors and everything, and it's got, like, these lavish musical numbers, which we get a little bit in the movie we're going to talk about, but Mm -hmm. they're not as, you know, not as pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Mothra's fantastic. Uh, Second best Japanese monster. Um, I I also am a big fan of Shin Godzilla. Right. Uh, I also really enjoy Godzilla vs. Biollante, which I believe that was the one I was going to make you watch if you couldn't get to the theater to watch the new one. Okay. Uh, I think it's one of the better films. And these are all movies that I would show someone who is not particularly a fan of Godzilla. The thing with Godzilla is there are so many movies in the series, not all of them work Mm -hmm. like some of these movies like you have to be a fan and me being a fan there's some movies in the series i do not like Mm -hmm. like i just downright think they are garbage films and the movies that are my favorite i would definitely show to anyone uh Mm -hmm. another one is godzilla uh mothra king Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack you've seen that mm-hmm. one yep um that film is done by the guy who does the uh the gamera trilogy from the hesse oh, okay. series and it there it kind of uh it reinterprets the character 
as a uh, more of a fantasy story about these monsters who are the guardians of Earth come together to protect Earth from Godzilla, who is a reincarnation of it's like a hundred dead Japanese soldiers from World War Two mm-hmm. yep. that have come together to you know destroy Japan for the sins of their past. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, like Godzilla can be anything. And I think that's, what's so interesting and endearing about the character. You know, it can be this horror, but it can also do the safety dance on, you know, space. That's right. (laughs) Um, just real quickly. I do want to talk about the golden four. Um, Ashira Hondo, uh, served in world war two. Uh, he was stationed in China. Uh, he was very sympathetic to, uh, the Chinese during that time. And, like, did not want to serve in the war. Was very anti-war. Um, Pro-Japan, anti-war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he became friends with a lot of the Chinese over there. And, in fact, once his, um, you know, duty was done, he was offered to stay in China. And he was like, no, I gotta go back to my family and all. Uh, he he went to film school in the 30s. And uh, he became friends with Akira Kurosawa. And he made, um, you know shepherd in all these films for uh, Toho, you know, starting in the 50s. Before that, I, he did, um, you know, assistant work for Kurosawa on some of his earlier films, and that's something he would go back to after he retires from directing. Um, let's see. He he did do, uh, I believe he started on, was it Ran? Was that 85? Mm-hmm. Um, and on, and up through, I think, Dreams, because that's, mm-hmm. what, 90, 91? Yeah, and uh, Hondo died uh, shortly after that, mm-hmm. but he worked with Karasawa for the rest of his life, you know, the rest of his career, uh, helping him do those films. In fact, uh, the rumor is that he did direct one of the segments in Dreams based off of uh, Kurosawa's uh, storyboards. And he, he had this wonderful quote that I think is pretty impactful for how he feels about monsters is... Um, Monsters are born too tall, too strong, too heavy. That is their tragedy. Um, I think what is different about his films over um, some of his peers is that he gave his monsters character. Uh, regardless of how you feel, you know, if they're too kitty or not, they're all their own characters and they all emote in their own mm-hmm. ways. And none of them are really, you know, he has his horror monsters and stuff, but... Uh, even in the original film, as scary as Godzilla is, it's not a maleficent, you know, force. It's right. just a force of nature. It's yeah. it's as evil as a tornado is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and we have his producing partner, uh, Tomioki Tanaka. Uh, he did all of the monster movies from that time. He also produced six Kurosawa films, including uh, Kagamushu, which I believe won the Palme d'Or yeah. when it came out. And it was one of uh, Kurosawa's films to actually be nominated for an Academy Award, you know, over here. Um, He had a a quote about Godzilla from the 80s. Uh, In those days, Japanese had a real horror of radiation, and that horror is what makes Godzilla so huge. From the beginning, he has symbolized nature's revenge on mankind. So I think that's, you know, an important Mm -hmm. outlook. Yep. Uh, Also... You know, for these films, and I'm sorry if I'm being boring with names and stuff, but um, Akira Ifakobi, uh, this guy really makes the films for me. His soundtracks, man, 
I absolutely love. And not only it's the soundtracks, but he's also responsible for the sounds of these films. Uh, Godzilla's roars, the stomps. I, I don't know if you recall, but the opening of the original film, it starts before even the music kicks in. You have that roar and then the stomps yeah. and then his uh, main theme kicks in. Uh, he's a uh, classically trained musician. Uh, that's where his heart is, but he's probably most famous for these uh, Toho films. And he also uh, ended up doing a lot of the scores for the Zatoichi films. Okay. So I, I think those might be released from Toho as well. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, Soberaya, who did the special effects, uh, he was inspired by King Kong when that toured around the world. As most special effects artists from that time, you know, they see that film. It's like, he said, I want to make a monster movie like that someday, mm -hmm. which it's got to be one of the most influential films ever. Um, but he made uh, in the 30s, or not 30s, the 40s, he made uh, propaganda films with miniatures. So he was doing like Attack of Pearl Harbor and all these, uh, you know, short films mm -hmm. uh, with just miniature ships and planes, which he would later use for, you know, these Godzilla films. And, you know, they were so real that um, apparently, and this could just be internet hearsay, but MacArthur, you know, General MacArthur, mm -hmm. uh, would show those, being like, this is what they've got. Like, this is, you know, okay. their battle plans and stuff That's or crazy. whatever. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, I guess his films were very convincing. Huh. Um, let's see. He, uh, after making all those propaganda films, he had trouble finding work until he was, uh, you know, hired by Toho uh, in the 50s to do these uh, monster films. I think he in uh, Honda before doing Godzilla ended up doing a war film before okay. that using miniatures. Um, but he he mastered the art of pseudimation. That's what it ended up being called. And that's still done today. Uh, it, it's done differently, but it, it is the effects of using um, you know giant like men in suits. Uh, and miniatures mm -hmm. and they've they've been using that in film forever in many american films uh also took on that technique uh the 70s remake of king kong would use it uh even alien mm -hmm. you know is a man in a suit yep so silver Eye's work is very influential uh he also with his uh you know studio that he created he made the ultraman series I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. Uh, it's like a robot man who fights monsters. Yep. Uh, and they just did a Netflix revival of it. There's, okay. So there's a new Ultraman series on Netflix to enjoy. All that's inspired by Silverado's work. Uh, he died in 1970. So he died, you know, in the middle of uh, the Showa series, mm -hmm. you know, while they were making these films. Um but, yeah, all four of those guys, man, very important to uh, the Japanese film industry. And, yeah. you know, a lot of them important, you know, now, like, to what, uh, you know, how movies are being made. Uh, sure. So, let's get into it. Uh, Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster. 1964, this film was made right after the success of Mothra vs. Godzilla. They actually came out within the same year. Um, so, the production... Um, length for Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, was considerably shorter. Um, it was just... It was moved in to cash in on the series and how popular it was becoming. And this is kind of... Um, this is kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 4 situation yeah. where it's like, boom, cashing in mm -hmm. on like how popular the last entry was. 
this is directed by Shiro Hondo, and um, all the names I just listed, they were involved with making this film. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on this movie? Uh, better yet, how did you watch this movie? Yeah, so <clears throat> after you told me about this, um, I'd heard like, oh, about a year ago or so that Criterion had, had Criterion has the rights to a lot of these uh, older Godzilla films. So I looked on Criterion's uh, streaming channel right now and, and uh, guess what? They have a lot of them on there right now. So uh, I watched this in... Uh, the Japanese version on Criterion on there, and uh, I will. It looked good. Um, y- you can tell that they have, they have the rights to them, but these are not probably how they were. Go- how will they look if they put them out on disc? Because mm-hmm. they're not. I wouldn't say they're in the greatest shape, but they're, you know, watchable <laughs> for sure. Um, so they they still need some work done on them. But um, yeah, so that's how I watched it. Uh, what about you? How did you watch this? Okay, so I went and. Because I watched the, uh, I have the Classic Media, I think that's the name of the production company. They came out with a Godzilla box set, from, mm-hmm. like, what, 10, 15 years ago, uh, that had several movies. It's when they re-released uh, Gojira, you know, in America. And Ghidra, the three-headed monster, was on there. And uh, so I I have both versions, the Japanese and the American. The American's known as Ghidra, uh, Japanese Ghidorah. Yep. So I... I previously watched Ghidra because for these movies, except for the original film and like Shin Godzilla, most of these movies I prefer in their dubbed version. That's how I grew up watching them. Okay. Um, so that's just what I'm used to. <laughs> I I did watch the um, the Criterion version, mm-hmm. um, the Japanese one, and I will say the print looks considerably better. And even if that is the form that they do put out, it, it, it will be an upgrade over mm-hmm. what is out now. Which, you cannot own this movie physically unless you pay a crap ton of money. I was looking the other day, and I think the, the DVD for uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, just the single mm-hmm. DVD, it's like 100 bucks new, 50 bucks uh-huh. used. Yeah. Like, all those Godzilla movies, you know, <laughs> go out of print like yep. that. So hopefully Criterion will get whatever it is they have planned for it. Hopefully they'll yeah. get something out soon because those movies deserve to be seen. Um, but I, I thought the restoration was great. I will say, I think, I'm, I'm not entirely sure your feelings on the film, but I think you would like the American version more okay. because the American versions, especially for the Showa films, were known for tightening the editing. Mm-hmm. So they would cut out a bunch of, like, excess. Sure. Because um, sometimes these movies will spend a little too much time yep. on a point that doesn't need to be made, especially for, like, a kid's film. Right. So it, the, <clears throat> the version that Criterion has out is about, I think, 10 to 12 minutes longer okay. than the American one. Yeah, and, and I will say, uh, as far as, just real quick, I'll... I'll before I get into that, I will say um, I, I also hope that they put a good version of these discs together, something like they did with the Zatoichi, where they hopefully get as, as many as they can get the rights to mm-hmm. and put a nice box set together with a book and, and special features and just get the best transfers they can possible. Because I, I agree with you. I think it's important to get these out and because uh, they're, they're important movies. So, I deserve uh, it. You deserve it, exactly. So, yes, uh, hopefully they, they do that sometime in the next year or two is, is we can hope. I don't know. Hope so. But anyway, to answer your question, uh, yes. Um, I, 
I, I liked this movie. I didn't love it. Um, but yes, I, I felt the length at times. Yeah. Um, you don't get a lot of... And, you know, I haven't seen enough of these movies to know what the, the balance of human interaction to monster fighting. Uh-huh. But, you know, this movie, it you get some really cool stuff kind of towards the last third, for sure. <laughs> the third act is stellar. Yeah, but, but getting up to that point, there's some... There's some stuff you have to get through. Now, I will say it helped. You know, uh, a lo- he has some really good set pieces. Um, he's a very talented director. So, you know, there there's interesting stuff in there. But there is some some uh, some unneeded um, ventures. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I didn't dislike this movie. I just wouldn't say I loved it. Sure. So, yeah. What are your initial thoughts on the film? Oh, I I like the movie, but um, yes, as far as like Godzilla films, it's kind of in the middle as far as quality goes. It, it is interesting because like it is a landmark film in that it does introduce like the big bad for the rest of the series, uh, King Ghidorah. And Ghidorah looks awesome, by the way. Yeah, way better than our current incarnation. Agreed. Um, we'll get I, there. I love those fat, fuzzy dragon heads, man. Yeah, it, it it's um, not only is it a good design, but he's like, you don't take it too seriously. Like it, it's 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 funny too. Everything like is made to be fun in right. this film, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I like his design. Like he, he doesn't really have arms. Yeah, so it's just like these three heads just kind of just waving around. The place. Yeah, it's quite. You know, it, it's funny, but it's it, it's it's well done as well. Like, I, it's good. Um, the creature, like, I don't know if, like, Rodan is about the least intimidating of, like, of huh. the, like. So, <laughs> so, in this film, um, for Rodan, which is his first appearance since uh, his initial film, Rodan, mm-hmm. uh, they changed the head to make it, I think, more kid-friendly. Yeah. Because the beak does this thing where it lowers down, and he looks like he always got a face of, like, constant shade. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. One yeah. of my... F- <laughs> we can talk about it in a second, but I just love when he's peeking out from behind that rock. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, something to know about the show of films going into this, which this would probably be helpful to you. It's not super important, but... Uh, continuity they actually keep it so in godzilla godzilla dies mm-hmm, and right. then godzilla raids again as the follow-up that is a brand new godzilla yeah they have a second godzilla correct yeah because at the end of godzilla you know they bring up the notion that like if man doesn't change this could happen again mm-hmm. well it happens again right. so a new godzilla is born this time they can't kill him they encase him in ice so then we get um, Rodan happens, and then, you know, they kill... There's two Rodans, actually. They kill mm-hmm. one of them. The other's buried in a volcano. Oh, nice. Or something like that. Uh, and then we get Mothra, which is a beautiful fantasy film. Uh, the Peanuts, who are the two twin fairies. Yeah. So real quick, I'm, I haven't seen Mothra, so uh-huh. I was a little lost on this stuff. Yeah. I, it makes it in the movie where it's easy enough to sure. understand. But at first, you know, it took me a little bit to kind of understand what was happening with um is it called Inf- infinite island infinite island Inf- yeah and so you know i i got the gist of it i'll we'll talk about this later i'm sure but i, I like all the stuff on that island uh-huh. like, that's really cool stuff but um yeah it, it just took me a little bit to kind of figure out what's going on there and with mothra like in this movie he's basically in his 
larva stage yeah. the whole film, like, <laughs> which is a bit strange, too. But So, the <laughs> reason is, so Mothra, um, the Peanuts, who are the twin fairies, mm-hmm. which... Um, they're like international pop stars at this point. Like they're going on Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be like if you cast uh, who's like a famous girl now, like Iggy Azalea or whatever. Or yeah, somebody. Iggy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's like if you put her in a movie. Okay. You know, like it's, they're pop stars. Okay. So, you know, Mothra goes to save them because they're captured and stuff, and then Cardi you know, B. Yeah. Sure, Cardi B. Um, if Iggy and Cardi B were the peanuts, yeah. Mothra comes and saves them. <laughs> <laughs> so then Godzilla comes back in King Kong versus Godzilla. So Godzilla escapes from his ice prison, and then he fights King Kong, which is a ridiculous-looking Kong suit. Uh, it's a really good movie, and the fights are like out of this world and just stupid good and hilarious. So And there's a lot of fun to be had. But Godzilla's still a bad guy at this point. So, then Godzilla gets dumped in the ocean. We cut to Mothra vs. Godzilla. At which point Godzilla reawakens in Japan. uh, But also this giant egg washes up. We come to find out that's Mothra's egg. Hmm. So Mothra goes and tries to retrieve her egg. But a company bought the egg. So they say that they have the egg and it's going to be an attraction. They're going to open a theme park around the egg. So Godzilla, stomping around Japan. He wants to eat this egg. Mothra goes, stops him. Mothra sacrifices herself to protect the egg. She dies. So Mothra dies. Okay. Egg is hatched. Two hatchlings come out. They attack Godzilla. And they save an island of school kids. Oh, okay. So they push Godzilla into the ocean. That's where Godzilla's left. Now, both of the larvae, they swim off to Infant Island. That's where we leave for this film coming up. So, as you notice, there's one larva there. I believe the fairy said the other larva was somewhere else. Okay. In the movie. Because the little boys on the talk show asked about it. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So well, that, that that is all the that, setup for this film. That me up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. That's this, good. this epic film. So let's get into it. I really love the credits for all of these films. Um... This is something you'll notice when you watch these show of films is they'll take like the skin of the monster or mm-hmm. something that relates to the monster and that's the background and then they'll have the credits yeah. and I love um Ifakobi's uh, score behind it mm-hmm. the like it's like the space age uh yeah. and it's a new theme that he he does it's a good track yeah it, it's a very good track um so that's kind of a you know soundtrack to that our setup is um that uh this detective is supposed to be a bodyguard from a princess. Um, she's Princess Selina Salmo of Solania? Yeah. Selina? Yeah. It's just this fictional island where people wear poofy shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of strange. You know, we get this beginning, like, this... I don't know. Are, are we in, like, a, I don't know if it's a newspaper room or, like... I don't know if they're detectives. There's two different things going on. So one thing, the sister, she works for a a TV program that's like like mysteries of the unknown. Right. And she's gathering stories of weird things. Mm -hmm. And then the brother is a detective. Detective, okay. And he is uh, ordered by uh, Surizawa from the first film. Yep. Who's the chief of police in this? Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing you'll notice in these show of films. A lot of the actors from all the movies 
keep appearing. Right. And they all have, like, bit parts. And it's wonderful, you know, especially if you watch them, you know, continuously Mm -hmm. like I did. You know, you get to see all these familiar faces pop up. But he is tasked with uh, protecting this princess of a weird land where people wear fluffy shirts. Yeah. And... They're saying... Someone's trying to kill her, assassinate yeah, her. Yeah, her uncle is yeah. trying to assassinate her. So she's coming, and she's on a plane. She's headed their way, and they're wanting to put him, our what turns out to be our, our lead in the yeah. film, um, to protect her. Yeah. Um, you only know that she's the princess because of a bracelet she wears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't tell otherwise. Right. So yeah. they say. Yeah. What do you think of the uh, Selenia's clothes? She looks good. No, no, no. Not her. Um, her name is Selena. Selena. Okay. Selena. Okay. Yes. The the vill or the the land they come from. The the robes yes. with the poofy I, I collars. Got, I got <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that that's some uh, some far out clothing right there. Who dresses like that in the sixties? <laughs> I like it. So there's an assassination attempt. You find out that they put a bomb on her plane. Yeah. But she at that moment, all these meteors are coming down. And she is possessed by the spirit of a princess from Venus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she jumps out of the airplane before it explodes. Yeah. She gets out of there. Everyone else doesn't make it from the plane. And I was a little confused at this point. Okay. Because I didn't know. I, I figured it out later in the movie. Uh-huh. But, like, I, I, I just, like, I, I guess I thought, like, she just had powers. I don't know. Wait, you didn't know she was possessed by I, a lady from Venus? I did not. Now, I, I I know, like, she had voices talking to her, but I just, for some reason, I just thought, like, she she was not who she appeared to be. Like, she was a princess, but, like, she was actually, had special powers or something. So you thought she was, like, an X-Men. Yeah, basically. And she just jumped out the plane and started flying. And... <laughs> 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 I mean, that's not off base for these movies. <laughs> so it did take me a little while to figure out that she was actually under some sort of spell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these meteorites land, and a massive meteorite lands in the mountains of Japan that's being investigated by a Professor Murai who is the boyfriend friend of the detective's sister. Yeah. And he's investigating this meteorite, which has properties of how they say magnetism and gravity. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what he says. Yeah. And it, it makes like all the metal and stuff stick to it. Yeah. And it's just massive and they don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. You get this whole group of like, I don't know if there's scientists yeah. down there and, and they're just... You know, we've, we've had all these meteors that are that have come down, and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know? Kind of freaky. Everybody's freaked out a little bit. Right. As they should be. Mm-hmm. They've been ravaged by monsters I before. I know I would be. So, she reappears without her royal bracelet, so they don't know it's her. But she says that she is from Venus. Right. And that she needs everybody to leave because the planet's about to be destroyed. And she predicts that Rodan is going to appear out of this mountain, this like uh, this uh, dormant volcano mm-hmm. and then she also appears or um, prophesies that Godzilla is going to appear in the ocean yep. and destroy a ship. Both of th- these things come to pass and then 
she is found by the policeman. Yep. And we get some intrigue. That's the thing. There's a lot of human intrigue um, in these films. They they kind of vary in scale of how interesting they are. I actually enjoy the story in this film. Mm -hmm. It's really silly, but... As far as their, like, alien invasion stories go, which are most of them, yeah. you know, during the Showa era, yeah. um, this one's kind of fun. You know, uh, you got a space princess being the herald for uh, King, you know, Ghidorah. She tells everybody that Ghidorah destroyed Venus, that they were more advanced than we were, and that she had to flee and warn us because he was coming to destroy us next. Yep. And she's foretelling all these monsters coming back and destroying everything. You have the peanuts involved. Um, I did think it was weird, and you wouldn't have any, um, you know, frame of reference, but the peanuts show up on a talk show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have a musical number a about Infant Island. A TV program called Where Are They Now? Yeah. 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 That was, it was a little strange. <laughs> yep. It is a little strange. Yeah. Especially considering they did not want to be, uh, you know, exploited like that yeah, in previous at, films. At this point, like, I, I didn't know who the... As we've already established, I've not seen Mothra. So I did not know who these two were at the uh -huh. time. I just wrote down, Lady Twins sing a Mothra song. Yeah. And, you know, it was enjoyable. <laughs> and I, <laughs> um, I'd say I, the two ladies are very small, very miniature. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been talking a lot. What, what do you got? What are no, your impressions of the early film? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Um, and this, this isn't anything earth-shattering here, but because um, this kind of goes on really for the the just of the series. But uh, we have a lot of talk of early in the film just kind of about, like, the shape of what Japan's going through at, at this moment as far as, like, um, their atmosphere. Uh -huh. So, like, they say early on that, like, it's the middle of winter, but, like, winter, it's just heat wave after heat wave. Yeah. And so, like... I think we get a, a newspaper headline at one time that says, like, damage from heat wave mounts. And so, like, with with a lot of these films, and it still goes on, I think, even to this day, like, a big part of these films are, are talking about, you know, the damage we do to Earth um, yeah. through ourselves, right? So, obviously, a big thing is there are monsters, but we're, we are the, the more the villains than the monsters. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I, I just, I like to point that out because... You know, that's still something, even in, in, in the world we live in today, that's not going away. It's something we can relate to quite We kind of turn a blind eye to right? all this stuff. Um, so I just, I find that interesting. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, that, that's, that's an issue we have in real life. You know, even though, like, most of these films are kids' films and do tend to be silly, a lot of them do have, like, actual messages mm -hmm. about environmentalism, sure. about, um, you know, being cautious about nuclear power, about waste, about war, um, about uh, consumerism, nationalism. Um, they deal with a lot of heavy topics, and, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're pretty good films, you know, in that they have something to say. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really the out of this opening other than what we've already discussed that's the thing i just wanted to mention about you know just that's a that's a big part of the film and all right a man lot of the series you want to get into monsters yeah so let's let's go with it man uh, i guess rodan, rodan. first monsters rodan yeah he awakens so what do you think of rodan is this the first movie you've seen rodan in i believe so um like we've established not my favorite looking creature out of the ones right. in this film 
Um, but he's silly and he's fun, like, and he and he battles well. He's got attitude. He does have attitude. So you know, I, I'm down with Rodan. All right, I'm down with him. I'm down with Rodan. Okay. So yeah, just just a crazy big big bird creature. Yeah. You know. All right. So Godzilla comes up, pops out of the ocean, destroys the ship that the fairies are supposed to be on, but they skip the ship and they go with the uh the prophet mm-hmm. because they want to help her out right and yeah. they know that the ship's going to be destroyed yeah um, uh, but before we go on real quick i have one more thing I yeah to, like say in this area like one thing i also noticed um in in this really it goes on throughout the whole film but like when rodan awakens i kind of wrote this down specific but like the film also seems to like have a, a big emphasis on like modern technol technological advancements mm. throughout the film, and I noticed that throughout like you see the way like they use um, their scientific uh, equipment. You see the way they use TVs and radios, especially in TVs, like really showing you inside a person's home and like really pushing like television as like a big thing. Yeah, obviously, I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was something interesting in the film as it. Oh, another thing so, I... Yeah. Well, we're talking about the TV. Mm-hmm. How did they get the shot of Mothra in the cave in Infant Island? Oh, yeah. they show that on the TV. They do show that Who on the Who filmed TV? that? Yeah. They get one of the natives with a camera? That's right, man. Way ahead of their time, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, we'll talk about... I'm, I, we've kind of gone over the scene already, but I, I really like... Like, we get this early... When we, when we get... Like, the two twins that happen on the TV show. We get this little scene of, I think, the brother and sister at yeah. their home. I, I got a lot of Ozu vibes from their, like, just that little family. The family vibes. Um, and the, kind of the way he shoots more on, on the lower angle. I, I got a lot of Ozu, like, family vibes in that shot. But anyway, I really like that. And then when it shows the TV, it actually zooms into the TV and it goes perfectly edits into, like, the TV show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was quite... Quite well done there. Yeah. Just, just throwing that out there. He's so. a good filmmaker, man. Yes. I need to show you some of his better movies. Yeah, well, you know, I like this one enough, but I, yeah, I need to see more of his, more of his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry to, um, no, I, you know, I just thought that was kind of That's why we're here, man. Right there, so, yeah. So, we get um, Godzilla's intro. He rises from the sea, mm-hmm. blows up the ship, you get the iconic music. Uh, what do you... How do you feel about Godzilla in this film? Like, what do you think of the suit? Do you think he looks good? Yeah, I, I don't I don't mind him at all. I mean, he's... Uh, again, I don't think he's um, quite as big of a, a terrifying presence. Um, he's more cartoonish looking at times. Mm-hmm. But it's not a it's not a suit that bothers me. I, I like I like his look just fine. Um, I, I like a lot when, like... Like, when you look at the side of his mouth, it has, like, snaggle teeth sometimes. Yeah. I, I just, I like that a lot. It, it's, it's, it's a good, good look. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, so the suit is the same from Mothra vs. Godzilla, but they changed the heads out. So the head is actually, when he rises from the ocean, mm-hmm. it's the same from Mothra vs. Godzilla because they wanted to reuse the old head and they could use it in the pool because, you know, it okay. would, you know, you know, deteriorate it. Um, but they didn't want to do that with the new head, so okay. they made a new head for the land shots. So he looks a little different in those varying shots. Uh, this is for the super nerds out there. Um, also, whenever you watch these Godzilla films, especially if you watch it with me, I will probably ask, what do you think of that suit? 
because Godzilla suits change all the time, mm-hmm. and his look is always changing. Yep. And I I do have an internal ranking of how I feel about these okay. suits. So the one in this is fine. Okay. I, I like You're it. Alright with it. Yeah. I, not I, your favorite. Not good. the worst. Correct. Um, Rodan has looked better. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, all the other suits I'm quite okay with. Yeah. So he appears first. Godzilla appears next. Correct. Yes. Um, we we kind of get introduced with Godzilla. By the way, like it's about forty minutes or so into the film until the monsters it, show it's up. It's one of the longer intros in the series. Again, I imagine a lot of the reason they did it like this is because they didn't have as much prep time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the turnaround between this and like Mothra vs. Godzilla was only a handful of months. Yeah. So you have to imagine, like, as soon as that movie came out, boom, like we're we're going. Yeah. So that is probably why the film suffers a little bit in the first two acts. Okay, that is fair. Um, when he first appears, uh, we see him destroying a ship. Yeah. Just tears it up. At the same time this stuff's going on, like, as you said, the princess is saying she's from Venus. Uh, a lot of people are giving her grief, calling her crackpot. She's just a crazy, crazy lady. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So the assassins catch up to him. Yeah, so so she has... What do you think of the sequence? Like, the assassins get her, and then the brother and sister are outside arguing yeah. mm-hmm. about what to do with her, and then the peanuts come to the rescue and turn the lights off, and they yeah. come in there and save the princess. Yeah, that's right. Uh, these, um, this is a kind of a... It's a weird subplot, but, like, I don't mind it. Like, they're riffing on kind of, like, you know, the crime... The crime films from the time, I think, with uh, with these thugs that have came and they've came from her uh, country. Were you getting like Tokyo Drifter vibes? A little bit of that, little little uh, little bit of that, you know. Yeah. Um, you get some some random shootouts that happen, uh, but yeah. So they they come and and basically kidnap her, and you know we've got um, our main character, our detective, and. Him and his sister, it's kind of like a, a back and forth a little bit where they, um, you know, save her. There's, there's shootouts, you know. Are these the worst assassins in movie history? They're, they're very bad. I mean. <laughs> so they interrogate her first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one guy even says, why don't we just kill her? And the guy's like, no, we got to make sure it's her. And it's like, yeah. well, it is her. It's like, but she's not wearing the bracelet. Yeah, Where's the bracelet? No and she bracelet. even tells them, like, like I gave the bracelet away to a homeless guy. Yep. Like, I had it. Yeah, she gets rid of, like, all her stuff and gives it to this, this random dude, which I liked. Yeah. But, yeah, they're like, well, it looks like her, but she says she's from Venus. Yeah. This isn't her. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It is really funny. So they all jump out the window once the firefight starts, and yep. our good guys team up with the Peanuts, and, like, they're all, you know, we gotta get this lady some help. So yep. around, like, after this, uh, Ghidorah rises from the meteorite. Yeah. You get this nice effect mm-hmm. of um, some animation in the sky, and then, boom, Ghidorah's there, and then it just starts... Wailing Japan. Yeah, this this meteor that the scientists had been studying that we you know we op- that we kind of been following them and and uh, yeah the this three headed creature just forms out of it and uh, they call it King Ghidorah the space monster. Yep, good stuff. And 
as this happens, uh, we get some stuff like, you know, people saying this is now a, this will be a world problem, not just a Japan problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is kind of where we get our first battle sequence, correct? We get Rodan and Godzilla battling? Yes, this is true. So, Godzilla's destroying stuff. Rodan's destroying stuff. They meet. They have this, like, really weird, like, Sergio Leone-inspired, like, stare-down before Mm -hmm. they fight. Uh, It keeps cutting to Godzilla, just watching Rodan flying around. Um, But then they cut to these wonderful fights of, like, Rodan in front of him, pecking him in the face while Godzilla's blasting him with his spray. Yep. Uh, yep. what, what do you think of these fights? What do you think of the miniature work? What do you think of the action? It's all good. You you love it. Yeah, I'm down with this stuff. Um, the miniature work, I think, is actually very stellar in this film. Uh, later films, you can tell like the miniatures, you know, once the budgets go down, not as quality. But in this, I mm-hmm. think they're very good. Yeah. Um, you can good. actually see, like... Uh, there's this one shot where uh, Ghidorah flies over a castle, and you see like the individual tiles mm-hmm. like fly off. Yeah, all of that is just a miniature. Yeah, that's awesome. And it looks great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the battle scenes are a lot of fun. Um, they they are played more for laughs between Godzilla and Rodan. Sure. Um, kind of like squabbling children. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's some ridiculous stuff. Like I think at one point. Um, Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't remember. Like, I feel like Godzilla gets, like, shot in the ass by... I don't know if it's Rodan or if it's later. No, but... that's Ghidorah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. But anyway, yeah, it's kind of a... They do have, like, a, a soccer funny... volley, though. That's right. He throws a rock <laughs> that's and, right. like, Rodan and him mm-hmm. just keep bashing yeah. it back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll become a thing that happens, much, like, all the time later in the okay. series. So, they yeah. They revisit that. We got this happening. So... While all this is going on, like, we we get the two the two twins from Infinite Island mm-hmm. show back up, and basically, they're they're telling they're letting everyone know like, King Ghidorah is like, a this beast that's going to be hard to defeat. Are you talking about the Senate meeting? Yes. Or you, know, their prime minister and right. government. Yeah. And yeah. Basically, they they're like you know the only way you can defeat this thing is we've got to get. Rodan, Mothra, and Godzilla all to team up yeah. with each other. And so we have this <laughs> this weird like scene where like they're trying to the monsters are trying to interact with each other. So before that, <laughs> um inadvertently on television they let the terror or the assassins know yep. where the princess is. Right. Like she's in the mountains getting treatment from a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna like electrocute her into remembering that she's a princess and not a space princess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the assassins like have their next mission, like where to go. Yeah. But yeah. Tr- so trying to perform shock treatment on her. They they inadvertently save the princess. And they all, like, all of our good guys team up, they get in a car, and they go away, and that's when you get the scene you're talking about, the the summit of the monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of this scene? And there are variations in the American scene, or American film for this, um, that I, I want to tell you about. It's, <laughs> I don't know how good a scene it is, it's pretty silly, but, like, I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like... It's just ridiculous. You like, love that, like, just out of nowhere, like, they just yeah. start shouldering each other like kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yep. So, in the American one, that scene is super short. Okay. Um, and there's this joke that, because they ask what the peanuts, kind of like in the Japanese one, they people are asking, well, what are they saying? Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because the scene is kind of long, it's actually, like... It is. Like, two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um... The American one's super short, and the peanuts are just like, oh, Godzilla, bad language. Like, that's the joke. Uh-huh. Nice. And then it just cuts to them agreeing to help. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little drawn out in the in the Japanese version. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, a lot of princess stuff, especially with her mm-hmm. treatment, is yep. cut. Um, okay. I, in fact, I think that entire, um, up until the action sequence there, I think a lot of that is truncated in the American one. Okay. Um, so they don't do like a back and forth of like, well, what's wrong with her? How do we fix her? Right. Is she conscious? Yeah. We talk to her. Yep. All that stuff's cut. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Okay. Um, right. So yeah, then the monsters team up and fight, you know, cause Mothra, she's going to go it alone and then she just starts getting whooped by Ghidorah and then you see Godzilla and Rodan join the fight. Yes. Yep. So what do you think of this third act battle? Yeah. Th- this, this, this last battle is uh, quite good. Um, Mothra, even though it's in, like, this weird larva form, uh-huh. I enjoy it. Like, the creature is, is fun. It moves very interestingly. But also, like, I just enjoy watching her spray Ghidorah in the uh-huh. face, like, a lot. I just find it Oh, um, did pleasing. you, like, in the Summit of Monsters, her spraying yeah, them she in the just face? Takes them and, in, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. The monsters have, like, these childish reactions. Yeah. Like, so Godzilla gets sprayed and Rodan yeah. is like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, yeah. the opposite mm-hmm. happens. And Godzilla, like, belly laughs. Like, he grabs yeah. his legs and it's like... Oh, That's oh, right. Oh. He's feeling good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, good powers. Yeah, good powers. Uh, there's at one point, I wrote down, like, uh, Mothra kind of gets ripped by Ghidorah. Uh-huh. This upsets Godzilla and Rodan. And... So, like, I think that was, like, the thing that sent them over the edge to, like, all team to up help. together, yeah. correct? So I got a little ahead of my, or behind of myself right there, I guess. But, like, that's what kind of got them all together. But, yeah, this last scene, man, like, I really, <laughs> really enjoy, like, how many rocks are thrown. Yeah. Like, Godzilla just takes, <laughs> keeps taking rocks and chucking them. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you got fire breath. Yeah, that's you right. I <laughs> think that would be more worthwhile. Yeah, but no, just, just throwing rocks at him. I really like it. It's, you know... It's silly. Yeah, but, you know, I'm down with that. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. um, And this is... I I spoke earlier about this. I spoke a little too soon. But, yeah, this is where uh, also Ghidorah shoots lightning at Godzilla's ass. Um, And then, of course, like we said, Mothra sprays Ghidorah. Sprays all three of his heads. Mm -hmm. Um, You get this wonderful shot of, like... They get backed into a bridge, and, like, the bridge comes down with, yep. like, the half of the yep. mountain. Yeah. It, also, like, during that scene, am I wrong? Like, the thugs all leave in their car, and yeah, the, the they get rocks, smashed. Like, smash on their Except car. Except for one of them. One of them makes one it out. One of them makes right. it out with a rifle. Yeah. And you get this scene. The princess runs off, and the good guy goes to, like, save her. And this guy just starts shooting at them. Yep. And, like, they keep getting hit by bullets like the good guys do, but it doesn't hurt them. No, nope, they're good. At the same point, like, 
She gets hit in the she head. She gets hit in the head. Like, it, it, a it, bullet scrapes her. She also falls. And, like, it's... I don't know the name of the theory, but the theory happens where when she bumps her head or yeah. gets hit, it reverses her um, thinking. And so she is back to the princess instead of the Venus woman. Yeah. And then the bad guy, like, Ghidorah attacks this mountain and, like, rocks crush him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. our good guys are saved. And, uh, you know, a lot of the films, that's kind of how they go, where the um, the human action is happening at the same time as the monster action, and the monster action usually resolves what's going on with the people. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, be it the bad guys get smashed yep. or caught or whatever. Yep. Um, but that's usually how the films in the Showa series you know, play out. Yep, and that way I think we get a quote that I wrote down, some matters are beyond our understanding. Um, we get this kind of nice little ending and the princess and Mothra both leave to go back to their respected homes. Yep, and then Godzilla and Rodan, they yes. just leave. Yep, they're just, we'll come back another time. So, fun movie. You, you enjoyed the movie overall? I enjoyed the movie, yeah. I, you know, I, I too much... I, too much people stuff in the much, beginning. Too much. Not that. enough monsters. Yeah. It, some some things lingered, um, but you know it. I, I enjoyed the movie. It's it's I, nothing. That I'm gonna rip on too hard. I had fun with it. You know. I'm glad you liked it. Um, I would say that this is, this is not one of the high points of mm-hmm. the uh, Showa output. Um, again, it is important because it does establish Godzilla as a good guy for the first time in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also introduces Ghidorah. It also introduces the idea of multiple monsters battling. Um, before this, it was like one-on-one. You know, this, you get these... Oh, so this was the first... This is the first, first time okay. where you get multiple monsters teaming up to do a thing. Very nice. Um, and the rest of the series actually... Um, and some of them will play out quicker than this film but they they kind of do the same formula a lot of um science fiction stories you know aliens coming and controlling the monsters aliens you know invading earth aliens bringing their own monsters a lot of aliens um some subterranean people things like this um you know that's going to be the uh what kind of pushes the series forward for the most part over the next you know 10 years of these movies. Okay. Um, so this is a very important film. Um, it has, after watching it, I mean, I, I am, it does make me want to watch others in the, the, the era. I mean, uh, now, and know. a lot of people actually prefer the sequel to this invasion of the astral monster. In fact, I know I read a thing, uh, years ago, Tarantino, uh, he said it was one of his favorite sequels to a movie ever. Okay. Uh, and that one is basically the same thing, only uh, they take Mothra out of it. She's not in it, but the other three are. Mm-hmm. And it uh, involves aliens invading Earth with these monsters under the promise that uh, if we loan our hero monsters to defeat Ghidorah, that they will cure cancer. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Uh-huh. That's cool. Uh, and then they start like going more international, so they mm-hmm. cast Americans in their films. Uh, Nick Adams is very popular okay. in these Toho films coming up. 
uh, Russ Tamblin, you know, from uh, yeah. Twin Peaks. Yep. Uh, he makes an appearance in uh, War of the Gargantuans. So they're, you know, putting the fingers out there, yeah. uh, going worldwide. Well, I'm going to ch- definitely um, check out some more of these, especially since I have easy access because you own them and they're streaming. So That's true. You have access um, to every single Godzilla thing now, ever. The the one that's on top of my list though is Mothra and I'm probably going to wait because you, I think you're going to be getting the Blu-ray. I will be. So I'm going to wait till you get that and then I'm going to watch that. It is so. a brilliant film. And maybe and we'll have it. an episode on Mothra. I don't know. We can. I we should. Care. So anyway, I'm very interested in, in watching that movie. Yeah, so. it's phenomenal. Um, Alright, so you enjoyed the Godzilla movies enough to further explore this. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to know that the newest film didn't kill any passion that you would have. Now, do you want to talk about that one just a little bit real quick? Yeah. Um, so we both watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's the new film from yeah. uh, Legendary and Warner Brothers. Uh, it's the follow-up to Gareth Edwards' wonderful 2014 Godzilla. Um, I know that you hated this movie. I'm very much like, eh, it's a movie. Sure. I, Which I, I, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I just, I, I think I hated it so bad because I, I had expectations. Like, I, I loved the last one. I know. So much. Um, I just, man, I, and the thing is, is I don't want to just, like, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not always fun to just, like, hate something. Like, I know. I, and so, like, I didn't want to hate it. I just, I, I just found it um very hard anything to like about it like i right from the get-go i just like the the editing i I had no rhythm to like the editing and i felt like it was trying to be a movie like it's a b movie basically yeah like but it it takes itself so serious it's, it's trying to be a serious movie and it did not work for me at all there's all these smash zooms that he keeps using the whole time too that just like threw me off i i don't know i and then like the dialogue and the and the human stuff like i just man it was i just i i had so a hard time the film it's very trying badly. to tell a story like these showa films like it is inherently a very silly story uh it's basically somebody trying to there's bad guys like bad human guys and they're trying to use the monsters for bad and then godzilla and Mothra have to, like, unite mm-hmm. to, like, save us from the bad monsters. Yeah. Like, it is a very, like, B-movie Showa, like, kind of a kid-friendly thing, but it is coded in this Americanized, like, it's like we don't know how to tell this story and trust our audience to just accept what we're doing. Yeah. Like, it's got to be bathed in the serious tone of, um, it, it feels like any disaster movie from the 90s. Like, it's the self-serious, and it's like, come on, you have a machine that talks to the monsters. Right. Like, just embrace the silliness. Mm -hmm. Like, just, yeah, it is what it is. And it's fine that it's not the same tone as Gareth Edwards' original. Right. um, But I feel like it's not comfortable in its own skin. Mm -hmm. I also feel that, um, I feel like they spent so much time in the movie like basically stating like we're Godzilla fans by having all these easter eggs in the movie and I think that like sometimes it's too not to its narrative benefit yeah um you know they they include things like the oxygen 
oxygen destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like the Godzilla meltdown, which you'll see in Godzilla versus Destroya, mm-hmm. and also Shin Godzilla. Um, they take all. It's kind of like a greatest hits of Godzilla moments, all comp- you know smashed into this movie with no like narrative flow. Sure. And I don't think you need to have a good story for one of these movies to work. Right. I agree. Um, I just think that. You need to have faith in your audience that, honestly, if you took 20 minutes out of this movie of, like, people, you know, explaining things. Right. And had 20 minutes more of monster action, the movie would be considerably better. Yeah, it's just exposition after exposition. And people also just saying just... Obvious things. Dumb, obvious things for... One instance, you know, we get, um, oh, give me one second, uh, uh, Ken, Ken Watanabe's character, Yeah, he basically at one point says, we are the monsters. Yeah, I mean, that, he didn't bother me. I think he's the least amount of the problems with that film. I'm not ripping his delivery, um, but just, just the, the obviousness concept. of what you're, the dialogue, man, I just, um... I don't know. I, I I don't I'm not going to talk a lot because I don't have anything nice to say about this movie and I just I didn't want again, I didn't want to hate the movie. I just I did. And I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. Um for me it's like for me honestly my feelings are about the same as like one of the, like the middling Transformers films. Um there, there are some moments of decent action. I did think that Rodan's intro, I did like that. I don't know if you did, um, but I thought like him emerging from the volcano and like attacking the ships and stuff that was kind of cool. My, I thought there was there was like very there were, there were a couple decent shots, but like man, when I when I want when you're giving me monster action, I want to see it. Yeah, like why are we showing? medium close-up shots of Godzilla trying to battle. I had no concept of space, and I had no idea what was happening between them. And on top of that, all the fights are taking place in the dark of night, and mostly in weather. It just added to, like, I couldn't see anything that was happening. And I think thematically the reason they did that is because they very much pushed the idea that, like, these are elemental creatures, and that, uh... You know, they're changing the earth because of their, like, command of the elements, which is why we get these battles, you know, in storms and stuff. But you are right, like, it's not very pretty. And it doesn't, it doesn't have, like, a... So Gareth Edwards' film has a look that is maintained through the entire film. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, saturated colors, and which because of all the natural earth tones are saturated, it makes when you actually get color. So like the halo jump in that, you know, with the reds, Mm -hmm. um, all that pops Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he, he sticks with Godzilla and the mudos are not shown for long. It's, it's very much people reacting to him. Um, and that's, you know, a choice in this film, you're right, there are action shots where it is medium up close and it doesn't make sense because, like, we've seen these creatures. Right. Like, just pull back and let us see what's happening. Because they do have some great shots that are pulled Mm -hmm. back. You know, that initial charge of Godzilla and Ghidorah. Um, I did like... 
I really enjoyed the shot of Godzilla, you know, when he comes to face Ghidorah at the end. And, you know, the entire army is following him. They're like, we're going to support him. Um, <laughs> there's the thing I love slash hate. I I like that they use Ifcobe's, like, original scores and themes. Did you notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but why did they change him so much? So, like, the Godzilla theme, you know, you have the bum, 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 bum. But in between, there's, like, chanting, like, hua, hua. Like, yeah. weird tribal Uso guys. Yeah. And it, it just threw me off. Um, Mothra, I think they did a good job with Mothra. Um, really, I I think, outside of the human stuff, the biggest problem is none of the creatures have character except for Godzilla. Like, Godzilla is a character. It was established in Gareth Edwards' film. Like, you have a sense for what Godzilla is, what his purpose is. Um, the other creatures, not so much, which is a bummer because I love Mothra. I like Rodan, and Ghidorah is a really cool, badass creature. But everything that you find out about Ghidorah to develop his character, it's people telling you why he's bad. It, it doesn't, like, really show you anything. Um, same for Rodan. Like, you don't get to see... like, And he's probably treated the kindest in this mm-hmm. film with his initial action scene, it's actually really well done. Um, but after that, it's like, why is he doing what he's doing? Um, Mothra also, like she's not given enough moments and enough story, like character moments to actually be fleshed out as a character. It's like, you don't, and they make kind of jokes about it. Like, Oh, do her and Godzilla have a thing? Like, I think Bradley Whitford says at one point, man, you know what? I'm just going to say Bradley Whitford, I love you. You're a good actor. Oh, man. His dialogue in this, I just... I couldn't take it. (laughs) I could not take it. Yeah, so... I I don't know. Did you feel like with the monsters, like, characterization or anything? No. Let's speak positively. Some of these things I'm saying nice things about. Did you like... I mean, I gave the movie one star. So I don't know... What I can, I don't know what positive, I don't have a lot of nice things to say. You didn't like anything about the film? Not really. Um, Not even seeing like monsters fight or. I was, man, I was. Mothra from a waterfall, you didn't like that? I'll say Mothra's design was good. Okay. That's something nice I can say. I like the look of Mothra. Godzilla charging in with the army? Sure. That was fine. What about the Arctic fight? That wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. Here's a thing I'm going to say real quick. What about that weird, stupid, woolly mammoth monster? Yeah, that, that was I, that was fun to see that. All the, the random monsters at the end. You know what I don't understand? Why don't you just put monsters that are real from Toho's catalog in it? Like, why yeah. invent weird mo- monsters? Yeah. That woolly mammoth thing was offensive to me. <laughs> I hated it. I like it. You like, liked it. No, I like that you're mad at, oh. like, that it got to you. I like that like, a lot. Like, well, why not just have, like, Ingress show up? Or any other creature, Varen, or, you know, Baragon. Why does it have to be a weird woolly and mammoth thing that, like... It doesn't even make sense. Here, 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 I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Um, this is not spoilers. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, so I'm very sorry. Um, Zhang Ziyi? Zhang Ziyi? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Did you know, because I didn't. Now, okay. you might have known this. Did you know that she plays two different characters in the movie? Yeah, so everything that has to do with her is kind of a reference to the twins and Mothra. Um, they go... They talk about her twin sister being stationed at another um, station from uh, what whatever their corporation yeah. is. Um, and... Uh, they show like the pictures and she's explaining about her mother and grandmother. Yeah. And it's like pictures of just twins and twins and twins. And it's kind of a nice nod to Mothra. Um, yes, I did know that, but I, I, I also understand what you're saying. I did not. But until I saw the, the letterboxed page that it said she was playing two characters. But again, that's a thing that's, uh, it's like they put all these things in to like tie into other movies to prove that they're fans of the series. When it's like, man, all I wanted was it's like you have these cool monsters, and in the trailers, like you have all these cool shots of these monsters. Just give me that. Like you can give me forty five minutes to an hour of stupid human stuff. I'm fine with that. The rest of the time, give me these cool monsters doing cool things. Um, I don't think this movie's a train wreck like you do. Um, it's, it's disappointing to me because it is the movie I was most excited about this year. Um, up until probably like new star Wars, but you know, I, I just love Godzilla so much. And I thought these trailers, you know, it's like, Oh cool. Mothra done us style. Like, what is that going to be? I'm excited for this. And it, it's not bad. It's not, it's just not good. It's not exciting. It's just meh. And I don't know, maybe like, maybe if the movie was epically bad, like offensively bad, you know, maybe there would be fun and funniness to be had out of it. Um, and, I, you know, I'll probably buy this movie because I'm a completionist and stuff. And like, it's fine. It's just, it's weird. Like, I don't think this is a movie you could take a kid to and get them excited about Godzilla. I will say in, in our theater experience, I was... I was I was not sitting by you, but I, I was sitting next to a family that brought two children, so they were on my left, and then on my right was a older couple. They were probably I don't know in their fifties. Yeah, the two kids on my left were bored out of their minds. Just they were rightfully so. And the guy on my right, he was actively agitated. You. <laughs> You could tell he was a Godzilla fan during the pre-trailers or like the right. pre-show. Yeah, Alamo, the real mm-hmm. was fantastic. I could <laughs> one of those times where I could hear him throughout the movie. Not in a, like it wasn't distracting, but he was getting more and more frustrated as the movie would go. I would keep hearing him <sighs> do that <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I could just tell you know. I don't. I. I. I think this is gonna have a hard time connecting with people. Yeah, I. I do too. I. I think the movie will be successful overall because it's already made back its budget worldwide. That's another. And thing. they've already got sequels planned. Yeah. Know? Well, the one, anyways. I don't know if they're gonna do any more after that because, I, it seems like the way they're doing these movies, American audiences aren't interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe Toho getting it back and doing their own thing, especially after like how phenomenal Shin Godzilla turned out, maybe that is for the best, but it is disappointing because of how big a fan I am of Gareth Edwards Godzilla and the promise that, that film ended with of like mm-hmm. 
Godzilla's gonna be back. Like, we're gonna get more stuff. Sure. And, like, I know you don't like this film, but Kong Skull Island, I thought that was a fun movie. Uh, it's not a great movie by any means, but at least it's fun. It's got, you know, there's constant, like, motion and action going on, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, Dr. Steve Brule is in the movie... Like, John C. Riley basically plays Steve Brule. Mm-hmm. In fact, like, his jacket says, for your health. That's true. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't take itself seriously, and it, it knows when to have fun. And this yeah. film, it's just, it, it's not a fun movie. Yeah. And I'm for sorry, s- but a movie with these four characters fighting, like. Sure. And like, you you already said, I'm not the biggest Kong School, the School Island fan, but that movie compared to this for me was a walk in the park this was i'm gonna say um, i'm gonna say i don't watch i i watch things that i'm interested in for the most part so this is hyperbolic in a way because i don't see everything but for me this was one of the worst blockbusters i've seen in quite in a, in a couple years i just and i think a lot of that has to do with how excited also, I was. And yeah. So I was. I was let down, and I just I was scratching my head, just wondering what was happening. What? And that, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm glad you found something to like out of it. But yeah. I'm a big fanboy. Like, sure. So, also like keep that in mind. Like I just love Godzilla. Sure. And. I am disappointed in the film. I do have a lot of issues with it, but there, I will revisit this film. There are things that I did like about it, um, but those things are few and far between. I just think, I just think it's an average movie. I don't think it's actively garbage. Like it's well made, you know, hundreds of people worked on it and you know, you can see like some craft in the film. Um, it's just, the tone is off and you know it's just not exciting yeah it's not exciting and that i think that's the biggest damnation that you can say about one of these films is that you know you you watch Ghidorah the three-headed monster with these four characters yeah like even with all of its nonsense you know Mm -hmm. space princess you know intrigue the film it has an air about it that's just fun sure yep agreed and like you said even though I disliked this new one, it, it does not hinder my um, experience for wanting to watch more Godzilla films. I just, Here's I just a question. had a bad time. Are you going to watch Godzilla vs. Kong next year? That is something I'm going to have to consider. I don't know who's about. directing it, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know closer when we get there. If Gareth Edwards is back, you're back. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and here's another thing. Like, Michael Dotry, like, I've liked his films thus far. I just, I maybe he just works better with a $10 million horror movie than he does a $200 million monster film. Sure. Just, yeah. Um, but you you should go watch the movie. You know, if you want more Godzilla, go watch the movie. Um, All right. Well, this was, I mean, it's been a fun episode. Yeah, dude, I just want you to watch more Godzilla films because I just I just love Godzilla films. So. Yeah, and I will. I, I, I will definitely watch more. No, there's some garbage Godzilla films. No? Some that are going to make this new one look like a masterpiece <laughs> to you. Very nice. What do we got next? All right, so on our next episode, um, 
So we've got, uh, here in June, we've got Pride Month going okay. right now. So I thought it would be nice to look back on one of the, probably uh, a, a documentary that is, um, I mean, it's up there as one of the, our most important, I think, and that would be The Times of Harvey Milk. Okay. Um, so I want us to kind of look at that documentary and, and discuss a little bit of, about, uh, you know, what was going on in our country at the time. So I, I think it would be a nice way to celebrate Pride Month. All right, man. I'm down. All right. Well, this has been fun, man. Yeah. All right. I really thought you were going to say, like, cruising. No, but Arrow is putting that out on Blu-ray. I saw. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i watch it for sure. That might be anti-Pride. Yeah, I, it might be. I don't know how that's portrayed in that <laughs> film. I've heard maybe not the best, but I'm, not very, the most colorful. I'm very interested in the film. I want to see it. Same. All right, man. <laughs> well, until next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Uh-oh, I forgot to give our shout-outs. <laughs>